This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Going Ultra. This time out, I'm talking about Ultraman Z episode 23. This is the dub from 2023 that I am uh, recording or, you know, <laughs> making this reaction to, whatever. And uh, it was originally aired December 5th, 2020. The director is Kuichi Sakamoto. The screenplay is attributed... Uh, posthumously to Koto Fukuhara, which I assume that means that these were his ideas, but I don't know for sure. And that's about it. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a terrible set of incidents happens in this episode, and we learn a little bit more about it in the next episode, so I won't go too much into it. I'll just kind of talk about um, what's happening as opposed to why it's happening, and I think that we should be good to go from there. So, uh, we get to see the official launch of Ultroid Zero. Apparently, it's been five days since it was initially utilized, and we are seeing five days later that uh, there is a big, bad, negative reaction that uh, Kaiju are having. And again, we'll discuss that later. What we do get to see here is, uh, before then, a final interaction between Harky and Yoko, which is pretty interesting because... The two of them are interested in each other, and it's, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, they definitely seem, more and more it seems like they're romantically interested in each other, and we're not sure exactly what's going to happen. We get this big revelation about her arm wrestling thing, her fixation on the arm wrestling is so that she uh, can fulfill her father's will or uh, desire not to have his daughter marries some weakling, which I totally understand, sir. I respect that, Mr. Nakashima. And, uh, you know, I think that's great. Um, it is interesting that, you know, Haruki says, oh, if I beat you, does that mean I have to marry you? And, you know, she, you know, gets a little bug. She says, have to? Come on. You should be so lucky. And, uh, I, you know, that's a cute, fun interaction. And I appreciate it. Um, but it is a little weird to hear him say that, uh, especially because, um, like in the Conagon episode, the, the clip show, uh, he was pretty sure she was going out on a date, and he didn't seem, he seemed less than thrilled that she was going out on a date, which, if you're interested in a woman, uh, that would make sense. Then again, they could just be playing the uh, the friend angle, that he's, you know, so much her friend that he would just be, you know, thinking about that or concerned about that or whatever, which, whatever. I'm not going to argue with that. You know, and it's a kid's show, but then again, you know, you've got hard-ass in this kid's show, so, uh, I don't know, you've got the, you know, partially naked lady from pa the past, from, you know, the, uh, uh, the challenge of 2020, or whatever it's called, and, you know, whatever, uh, I'm not gonna fight, I'm not gonna quibble, there's just kind of some interesting stuff, so, um, like, it just strikes me as funny that you could show, you know, one thing, but you can't show another thing, so, uh, odd, very odd, um, but I think that's more of a, uh, a culture clash between me and uh, the Japanese audience who this was originally intended for. So I'm not going to fight about it. But uh, again, I'm beginning to come around to this idea of Ultroid Zero um, being this big threat and this, uh, this abnormal thing that makes it so that it's not okay and it makes it so that it's justified that the kaiju are freaking out and having a big issue with them. I think my biggest problem is as much as, again, as much as I love this show, I think there is a 
there's telling going on and not showing going on. So, like, for example, or to be more clear, in this episode specifically, we get neither telling nor showing. We don't really know why all these monsters are freaking out. I guess we are shown that, yes, they did start flipping out five days ago during the activation of Ultra, or, you know, basically at the activation of Ultra Zero, the initial activation, which, um, you know, that's good that they're they're laying out the evidence, but as far as how it is that, you know, these kaiju are just, like, sleeping peacefully and they don't need to be worried about, we've only ever really seen one instance of that, and that was with the one that uh, got transported away during the episode where they were trying to impress the, uh, like, the international suits of JFG. And, you know, the, the hay fever episode, basically, where the one woke up and uh, and Haruki and Wyndham got to fight it off and show that <clears throat> uh, their machine is capable. And I think that's, that was the debut of Beta Smash, maybe? Anyway, <clears throat> um, so I think that that's, you know, not good, that there's a little, there's a little bit of a lack of, of showing exactly what the issue is and showing that these storage people are trying to live peaceably with kaiju, because it's basically been, um, you know, kaiju shows up, you kill it, and that's that's the end of it. So I don't really see where the sympathy is coming for kaiju. And, like, Yoko, <coughs> Yoko no, Yuka, rather, makes a comment like, uh, oh, you just care about the people, the you know, you just care about humans being harmed. You don't care about kaiju. Kaiju live on this planet, too. So, I mean, there's a you know, a statement, there's a bit of dialogue asserting that kaiju, you know, lives matter, that kaiju belong on this planet as well, but I just don't think, uh, and like, I want that to be true, that makes sense to me, why would an organism be here, but, you know, maybe because of my beliefs, my core beliefs, why would something be here if it's not supposed to be here, and why would something be here if it has no purpose, like, these things have to have a purpose, things have to be logical and reasonable, because it wouldn't make sense that it would be created otherwise, like, you know. God doesn't make mistakes, basically. So um, that's my perspective, and that wouldn't really make sense to me uh, for that to be the case. So I don't understand where you could come from, where you could just say that you know the kaiju are a mistake, and they should work within the system of the world, and it should be done logically and not really be a stretch. And I feel like it is a little bit of a stretch here. So that's not good. It's definitely a demerit, I would say. And uh, it's interesting because while that's all true, I kind of don't care, and I kind of still like the show as you know as much as I do, which is a lot, uh, in spite of that stuff. So, whoops, I just made a mistake. It's okay. Um, so that's kind of odd to me, and well, it's not kind of odd. It is odd to me, and I don't get it. But I don't necessarily need to get it. It's just. Uh, it's just weird. It's weird that these types of decisions would be made and that these discrepancies discrepancies rather would be pre- present when it's like so clearly um, – like everything in the show seems to be so well put together and, uh, and designed. Excuse me. I don't want to sneeze. 
All right, well, that's enough of me being a downer about that. I'm going to get back into things being a little more exciting. So uh, Ultroid Zero itself is really awesome. It was funny. In the comments, almost everybody put, well, Ultroid Zero looks awesome. It's a bad guy, which like, yeah, I agree. That's kind of the point, guys, which is kind of funny for uh, – it's kind of funny on a couple on a couple levels. <laughs> I won't go into it. Um, so I thought that was – you know, I think it's interesting how cool this guy looks and how bad he is. Um, you know, that's a, definitely a good thing. I like that contrast. I, um, you know, so again, I thought that was good. Um, but like seeing his attacks, seeing the Ultra Zero attacks are very cool. Very, it's very energetic, very dynamic. And honestly, um, you know, I've, I brought up, uh, <laughs> Ultraman Giver, uh, previously, and I have a feeling, or I, I, I get a, a, uh, I get a vibe of Giver from, um, Beliel's son, <laughs> whatever his name is, uh, from, from Guy. I get a, a Giver vibe from Guy, and I think it's a really cool vibe that I get from him, and I like it a lot, but it's mostly his, like, you know, celestial whatever form that kind of goes away after he gives the medal to Haruki, and uh, the medal for him to become, um, oh, man, Delta Rise Claw. So after he gets that, then we have, uh, it looks like, Geed is just this, you know, regular one. He's not like Goldstorm or, or I don't know, whatever he's called. Galaxy Blast. <laughs> I think it's an ice cream. Anyway, he, he stops being that one and he becomes this other one. Or, you know, the regular Geed, um, which, you know, is fine, whatever, even though I like that form. But that guy has Giver vibes. This Ultra Zero also has Giver vibes because he's got those forearm weapons that go forward like Tonefa almost, but also they extend back. And they're kind of like blades, like uh, Giver has. And then his final attack with the D4 um, is kind of like the Mega Smasher to me. Uh, it definitely feels like that. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh, again, I really like the Giver designs. And uh, I actually... Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Sajik uh, pointed out... I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm messing up here. I haven't looked at you... At your, name in a couple days, um, and I stumbled on it before, so I'm going to stumble on it again, buddy, sorry, anyway, but he pointed out that, like, uh, you know, Blazer has these weird, you know, I think he said camel toe, which is funny, um, uh, and, you know, I agree, that's kind of the design, but honestly, his foot made me think of the Giver, and, I don't know, Sajik, sir, you, uh, you familiar with Giver or not, because I love Giver, my grandpa showed it to me when I was a kid, and, I, like, in middle school, got all the VHSs from Suncoast, which is a, a very old place that doesn't exist anymore, and, uh, you know, lent it to my buddies, and I loved the ultraviolence of it and stuff, and it was uh, super cool. Um, but anyway, um, there's nothing heroic about a Zoonoid! Um, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, but you know, I, I I brought up Giver here before, talking about Zet, and, uh, like, Ava and Zet, or and Giver, honestly feel... Like, they might be influences and, uh, you know, that little bit of Jigun. Which, by the way, I found out that Domun Kashu's Japanese voice actor, uh, played a Bar alien Barossa 2 who got the, uh, the shining finger done to him by Wyndham and Yoko, which was super cool. Um, and that totally makes sense why that happened now. But, anyway, at least that's what I heard over in a, in a Discord, uh, the other day. So, anyway, uh, that's pretty cool, pretty fun. But, anyway, yeah, I definitely feel like a, a Giver-ish vibe from this guy too and he is an out of control weapon and he is vastly uh superior to the weapons that you know people here have on earth but and it, he was all coordinated by an alien guy you know to spoil it a little bit for next episode but um 
yeah, that's a you know that's a problem. That's not good, and uh, you know he's definitely a bad ombre. So, um, but oh, and then his final attack, the big D four ray, the way he pulls his arms apart, uh, definitely feels like the Mega Smasher, which is a guy remove. So that's pretty cool to me. I do like that a lot. And uh, let me see. Yeah, I don't really have much more else to say other than like this was an exciting episode. I, I liked um, I liked how fierce the fighting was from uh, from Z himself, and I liked how um, like the underwater fight was really cool, and just you know seeing all these kaiju attacking at once was really neat. And like there's a lot I liked about it, but at the same time I'm still perplexed a little bit by how some of the um, I'm a little bit perplexed as to how some of the stuff got, uh, like, just told to us, and it wasn't really shown in a good way that I think makes it so that it's, I don't know, believable is the right way to say it, or makes it so that it's, like, understandable that this is why everything that's happening is happening. Because it kind of feels like it's just, like, this is what they wanted to make happen, and they didn't necessarily do a very good job of planning it out so that it would be the most logical thing to happen and like, you know, all of a sudden now we really care about kaiju and um, like it, we haven't really before and that bothers me and I don't know what to do with that because like the premise is good and the idea is nice. It's a very nice, sweet, like cool idea, but at the same time I just don't feel like we've had the necessary setup to really make it, um, to make it work and to make it feel earned. Um, the, yeah. So far, like this episode specifically didn't make me feel like they'd earned that stuff, so I don't know what else to say. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm very excited. I'll be releasing soon the next episode, uh, episode 24, uh, discussion and my thoughts. So we'll see how that goes, because we're almost at the end of Ultraman... Zet, and we'll be starting Blazar very soon, and that's super exciting to me. So anyway, stay tuned. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, and uh, if you thought that you know that they had earned uh, everything that's going on here, and if they're doing a good enough job in getting you know justifying the payoffs that they're saying that they want in this, you know, or showing that they want in this episode. Anyway, with that uh, I hope that you are well. That you be well. This is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.